Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you're facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over a thousand homes per year. In today's episode, we conclude our series on 21 ways to take 21 listings next year and beyond. Jeff goes over 16 more methods and tactics to increase your listings, ways to expand your market share, and methods to create new sources of business. Now, let's hear from Jeff. All right, let's jump back into the material. We left off on point number five. Point number six is between now and the first quarter, between now and the first quarter, I want everyone in this room to work on getting Google screened. Google screened. Anybody in the room already Google screened? Couple, one or two? Got to get more of you Google screened. What do I mean by that? Well, today, uh, let me fast forward to this one. Today, when you search on Google, and in this particular case, if I were to search real estate agent in Atlanta, Georgia, there used to be sponsored ads that come up and then organic content. Well, now it's the Google screened agents and then sponsored ads and then organic content. So Google is essentially trying to take a page out of Zillow and Realtor.com's book and say, hey, we can provide real estate agents with leads for all the consumers that are searching real estate agent in blank town. Now, if you think about the quality of that lead for a moment, think of the logic or the thought process that somebody is going through when they type real estate agent in blank city. They're not wondering whether the yard is fenced or whether the, the, the furnace has been replaced recently. They're wondering if they, where they can find an agent. They're looking to hire an agent. So that's a very high quality lead, first of all. Second of all, you'll see, of course, you have to have some good online reviews, which we're going to talk about strategies of how you can get online reviews in just a moment. But getting Google Screen should be a big part of your business plan in 2022. And if you're wondering, like, well, how do I get Google Screened? I would recommend just Google it. We'll start there. <laughs> it is a process. I mean, you have to share with them a copy of your E&O insurance and your license and ask questions about how long you've been in the business and all this stuff. And you have to have reviews. Which you'll, you'll see that when you get there. That's point number six. Point number seven. Point number seven. Create a very important client. Create a very important client and or neighborhood Facebook group. 21, 21 listings this winter, you want more listings from your database, you're going to create a very important client and or neighborhood Facebook group. Now, we've been teaching audiences for a couple years now to create neighborhood Facebook groups. In fact, at our events, we always have a breakout session or a panel of people that are succeeding with Facebook groups because I want to know what they're doing. But this year, we added a new one, and that is a very important client group. And that means all of the people that are clients, past clients of ours, get invited to this Facebook group. Why do they want to be in there? Because I'm going to do giveaways, you know, once a week or once every other week. National Margarita Day, I go live. Hey guys, next week is National Margarita Day. Everyone comment below with your favorite tequila. Next week I'm going to go live. We're going to draw a name and we're sending you home with a bottle of your favorite tequila. Two weeks later, hey guys, next week uh, we're going to go live. I'm going to give away a, a, a pizza party for, you know, a household of 10. Invite your Everyone comment below your favorite Detroit-style pizza. 
So I'm creating engagement and I'm giving things away. I'm adding value. By the way, if they want to attend our client events now, they have to go into the Facebook group to register and sign up. The link is in the Facebook group, which is what causes them to want to be in the Facebook group. Now, if I'm sitting in this room and I'm wondering, well, why do I want people in my Facebook group? One word, notifications. Notifications. It is the one way that you can notify your clients when you're doing something on Facebook. There is nothing else you can do that notifies them. Think about it. You can even go live today and not everyone gets notified. There was a day when everyone got notified. That has changed. Having a client Facebook group means then, when they get that notification, it's an impression. Advertising is all about impressions, right? Think about it. Up until Facebook groups and social media, we had mailings, we had phone calls, um, we had client events, we had pop buys. Anybody do pop buys in the room? Those are still very effective, by the way. I'll give you a little tip on pop buys. Leave the car running and the driver door open. Seriously, the car running, I was in St. Louis and I gave that advice. I said, not here, you don't do that here. <laughs> I'm from Detroit. Car running, driver door open. Why? You'll never be invited inside. It is a true pop-by. I'm popping by to say hi. I'm on my way to an appointment. How are things going? Things look good. You guys ready for the holidays? Awesome. Well, good to see you. I hope to see you guys soon and I wish you a very Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever it is you celebrate. And I get in the car and go. Car running, driver door open. Until we had, but until we had social media, it was the traditional stuff. The mailings, the Popeyes, and so forth. Well, now we have Facebook groups. And now I can communicate with my clients that way. Very important client Facebook group, also a neighborhood Facebook group. This one's been around for a few years now, and I'll show you. This is a postcard that was sent out to a neighborhood of about 800 people. In one year, because of this postcard, there's now 250 people in that particular neighborhood Facebook group. This postcard was sent out by a, real, a licensed real estate agent. What do you notice about that postcard? No contact info, no face, no logo, right? Why would we not put any contact information on there? Because if you put contact information on there, then people feel like they're going to be sold something. Instead, you're joining the group for value. You know, community meetups, uh, or, you know, we got the, the food truck rally going on two months from now, the neighborhood pool party, barbecue, whatever. Everyone gets into the neighborhood Facebook group that you own. And when you post, people are notified. Now, by the way, in the neighborhood Facebook group, you treat those differently than the client one. The client one, you can post about real estate all you want and have fun with giveaways and all this stuff. In the neighborhood Facebook group, you're only gonna post once per month and you're just going to share the listings and sales in the neighborhood. That's it. You're not gonna use any cheesy sales lines like, hey, for results like these, call me today. You know, none of that. You're just posting the listings and sales in the Facebook group. You can do that in the, in the, in the neighborhood, I'm sorry. You can do that in the client one, but you're not gonna do that in the neighborhood one. Because the neighborhood one, you're adding value only. The client one, you're adding value, but you're also informing and stay, you know, making sure they understand what you're doing as a, as a real estate business person. So point number seven is create a very important client and neighborhood Facebook group. Point number eight, identify which nonprofit, identify which nonprofit you're supporting next year or start your own. Identify which nonprofit you're supporting next year or start your own. My recommendation is that you find a small to medium-sized nonprofit something that's local to whatever county it is that you live in. 
no disrespect to the American Red Cross or American Cancer Society, but you won't be able to make a big enough dent to create an impact in your community. I want something that's small to medium-sized. Taylor, who puts on a lot of these events with us and also is a licensed agent back in Detroit on our team, had 13 transactions by being active in a nonprofit last year. 13 closings just by being active in a nonprofit. So my recommendation is you get active, identify which one you're going to support and co-brand with and, and put in your marketing and put on your, your newsletters and talk about in your Facebook groups, right? Because it's going to be full sir. Everything you do, is going to, it's going to be promoted everywhere. Guess what ends up happening? That foundation recognizes that you're helping them raise awareness. You're helping them raise money. What do they do? They return the favor. Hey, if anyone's going to be selling in this town or in this neighborhood, make sure you use Taylor. She is out there raising awareness and helping out a ton. Next thing you know, they're propping you out for what you did for the foundation. So start your own or support one that's local, small to medium sized. That's number eight. Number nine of 21 ways, implement, or I'm sorry, identify a new farm. Point number nine is identify a new farm and implement hybrid farming. Identify a new farm and implement hybrid farming. My recommendation is you're going to find a farm that is, that is no more than $100,000 over or $100,000 under your average sales price. I'll repeat that. You're going to identify a farm that is no more than $100,000 over or $100,000 under your average sales price in the market. So hypothetically, let's just say your average sales price is $300,000. That means then you're going to go as high as 400 or as low as 200 in terms of a community that you're going to farm. Why is that? Some people say, well, I like farming the luxury neighborhoods. Well, if you've been doing it for a while or you live in one, then that's cool. I'm not debating that, and I recommend that. But if you want to identify an area where you could get more business out of, you're going to go up to 100,000 over, up to 100,000 below. So if the average sales price is 300, I'm going to farm a neighborhood between two and 400,000. Why? because that consumer responds better to cold advertising from realtors. Think about it. Some people say, well, I'm gonna if I'm going to farm, I'm going to farm the luxury neighborhoods. Well, luxury neighborhoods, most cases, they already have real estate agent relationships. Luxury neighborhoods, they already belong to a country club where they have an obligation because somebody else, they see them every Friday when they have dinner or when they're golfing. It's harder to break into those neighborhoods because those relationships have already been forged. However, the average consumer, the average sales price of your market, let's just say it's 300,000, two to 400,000, they respond better to your postcards. They respond better to your phone calls. They respond better to your door knocks. By the way, what is hybrid farming? This is hybrid farming. Calling into a neighborhood once per month for 12 months with listings and sales information. Calling into a neighborhood once per month 12 months. Once a month for a year, you're going to call into a neighborhood, and you're going to share the new listings and sales. That's hybrid farming. Why is it called hybrid? Because it doesn't cost anything to do that. Does it take effort? You bet. But you know what? You're going to, you're going to end up beating all the other agents that have been sending you know, postcards and pumpkin seeds and doing all these things through the years. Why? Because you're giving them value, number one, and number two, they're hearing your voice, and you're creating a connection. Even if I get a voicemail, I'll say, hi, this is your realtor, Jeff Glover. Since we last spoke, there's been you know, three new listings in the, in the neighborhood, and we actually had one sell. 
Uh, it sold for 107% of the asking price and sold in 22 seconds, right? <laughs> Once a month, I'm sharing relevant real estate information. After 12 months, you'll own that neighborhood. Now, don't make the mistake that most agents make. I did that for six months, Jeff, and I got no results, so I stopped. No. Your results are going to show up after month nine. You have to, it's like the three feet from gold story. You have to go nine, 12 months before you'll start seeing results. Once a month for 12 months in a row. Now, by the way, you want to do, you want to really dominate a neighborhood? You get people into your Facebook group. You put on a, a neighborhood event, right? You can really capitalize on this. But at a minimum, reach out once a month for 12 months. That's called hybrid farming, and that's point number nine. Point number 10. 10 is a big one. 10 is master video, comma, master video, comma, writing copy, and social media. In 2022, you have to master video. Did I lose my? That might have been me, sorry. You have to master video, writing copy, and social media. Master video, writing copy, and social media. Writing copy, yep, writing copy. What do I mean by writing copy? Well, you could also speak copy as well. What is copy? Copy is the language and the words that go along with your social media posts. Copy is what you speak when you go Facebook Live. That is your copy. So let's talk about video for a second. When I say video, I'm not necessarily referring to like be a fancy videographer with you know, 4K cameras and all this great lighting. What I'm talking about is utilize the tools that we have already that are given to us, which is all of our cell phones have HD video recording devices. Facebook allows us to go live. I'm gonna challenge you guys under this video one, I'm gonna challenge you to go live once per week for 48 weeks in 2022. You will thank me later for that piece of advice if you take me up on it. Once a week for 48 weeks. Now there's 52 weeks, so I'm giving you four weeks off. <laughs> Once a week for 48 weeks. You go live, and you're going to find a topic from your social media calendar, right? The market stats go out, come out, you go live. You take a new listing, you go live. You just left a really cool restaurant, you go live. Why? Because that's going to give you infotaining content for your emails. Well, how do I get those in my email? Watch, I'm gonna give you a very quick time saver here. Facebook Live. I know it scares a lot of us. I know maybe the last time you did, oh my gosh, Jeff, it was so embarrassing. I had like three people watching, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Facebook Live, moving forward, here's what I want you to do. When you go live on Facebook, because you are, you're going to do this. You're gonna, first of all, but you're also gonna stop saying things like, Hey guys, we're live on Facebook. Just give it a few minutes. We'll get everyone on before we get started. Oh, hey, Baba Sue, good to see you. Stop that. <laughs> You're using the video for future use. Watch. You go live on Facebook. Later that night or that weekend, you open up your laptop. You go click on that video. That video is going to have three dots in the right-hand corner. You're going to click on the three dots. It's going to give you a drop-down. You know, it says forward, flag, save, whatever. One of the drop-downs says download. You're going to download the video right to your computer or your laptop. For me, the download sits at the bottom of the taskbar because I use a Surface and it's a PC. So it's sitting down there ready to go. It's an HD quality video, by the way. So what do I do? I open up my YouTube, youtube.com, you know, sign in, whatever. I drag that and I drop it to YouTube because I have a YouTube channel. Everyone in here should have a YouTube channel. 
Well, why is YouTube important, Jeff? Well, because after Facebook, the second largest demographic of home sellers, 35 to 54 year olds, is YouTube. And oh, by the way, who owns YouTube? Google. You think Google's up to something? You bet. There's a lot of value in having a YouTube channel, especially if you're gonna use this technique. Even if you don't spend any money, I'm not encouraging you, by the way, I'm not saying spend money advertising on Google. That, I did not say that, I'm not endorsing that. I'm not saying it wouldn't work, I'm just, that's not what I'm saying in this point. What I'm saying is you're dragging and dropping your video to your YouTube channel, it's gonna give you a unique link. This is so easy to do. I had a Blackberry up until three years ago. If I can figure this out, you guys can. It's gonna give you a unique link. You're gonna take that link, you're gonna copy and paste that link into your constant contact or your MailChimp or whatever you use to send out emails to your database. And now you have an infotaining email blast from your Facebook Live video. You've got plenty of content because you're doing it once a week, four times a month, just do what, remember we said 12 a year, once a month, you're sending out an email. You can use all four or you can just pick two or three of your favorites. You now are taking your face. So moving forward, when you do your Facebook Lives, do not address that you're live. I will give you the marketing message that you should use in just a minute. <clears throat> That's under video, under copywriting. Writing copy. We have to do better at telling a story. We have to do better at telling a story. And by the way, I'm so excited this afternoon, or tonight, we're announcing all of our keynotes for the summit, one of which is local to your market, Jeff Henderson, you guys may know him. And our keynotes are gonna be talking a lot about social and digital marketing in 2022, and one of them is gonna be talking specifically about copy that gets people to respond, copy that gets people to react. And one of the ways you do that is by telling a story. So instead of saying, hey, just listed or just sold and a couple bullet points or whatever, you're actually talking, why did they move? What did they do to the home? What improvements did they make? What did they love so much about the home? What did they love about the, the neighborhood? You're gonna tell a story. I'll give you some examples later. If you wanna get really good at this, you're gonna follow this formula. And this is called the marketing messaging formula. So we're still on bullet point number 10. And just write down, follow the marketing messaging formula. And I'll give it to you now. This is a formula that we've followed since probably 2011, when we first started advertising on TV and radio, and of course now we do it on social media. The marketing messaging formula. Step one is the hook. So just write this down and I'll give you an example of what it sounds like. Step one is the hook. Step two is the intro. Step one, just write down the hook. Step two is the intro. Step three is supporting information. Supporting information. Step four is testimonial. And step five is call to action. Now I've been teaching this for a few years, so you'll actually, if you pay attention to real estate agents' videos that follow our stuff, you'll start to see, oh yeah, I, I can see how, how they do that or why they do that. So in a moment, I'm gonna give you kind of an ad-libbed version of what this sounds like. And I don't want you to watch me, I actually want you to watch the formula. But I'm gonna do it as if I was live on Facebook. And let me just set the stage for a moment. So let's pretend I'm at a closing with clients and we, we're in the lobby getting ready to walk outside. Hey guys, if you don't mind, you know I go, I'm, you know, I'm on social media all the time. I'm gonna go live on Facebook when we get out in the parking lot. Can I just ask you a few questions about your experience? Oh my gosh, no, how's my hair? I don't know, is anyone gonna see this? Oh, don't worry, no one's gonna even see this. It's not gonna be a big deal. <laughs> 
So we get outside. I go live on Facebook. Don't look at me. Look at the formula, because I want you to hear the formula in action. So I pull up my phone. I go live. I bet you thought right now is not a great time to buy. You're hearing constantly that buyers are getting outbid and inventory levels are low. Hi, I'm Realtor Jeff Glover, and actually that couldn't be further from the case. In fact, we're starting to see more homes come on the market, interest rates are going up, which is exactly why you should consider maybe taking another run at it. But don't just take it from me. Hey guys, how was that experience? Oh my gosh, we worked with Jeff and his team for six weeks and you know, we looked at 13 homes and yeah, we wrote a couple offers, but they finally got one accepted for us and it was so great because we were even able to negotiate, you know, da 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 Hey, for results like those, give me a call today at 855-JEFF-SELLS or online at housesoldname.com. Click, send, done. That's it. That's your Facebook Live. It can be 30 seconds, it can be 90 seconds, it can be three minutes, it can be five minutes. You can go live at a home inspection. I don't care what you go live for, you go live for a reason like that. Now guess what? Now I can take that example, that video, I can go to my laptop and I can find all my buyers who are searching for homes right now in my CRM, or all my buyers who I know wrote offers and put their plans on hold, because there's so many of them that put their plans on hold from last year, last spring, and you know what? I can drop that video and boom, send it out to them. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna use a subject line that says, Trouble finding a home today, question mark? Well, why would you use that subject line? Because it's gonna cause them to open it. Because when I'm doing infotaining newsletters, I'm not sending out you know, Jeff's monthly market update. They're not gonna open that stuff. Stop using those boilerplate subject lines. You gotta use creative subject lines. So now I've taken the messaging formula and used it on a Facebook Live. You can write copy. Some people say, when I mean copy for your Facebook posts, you can follow that same formula for your Facebook posts. Well, where do you get the testimonials from? Well, they write reviews. You go copy and paste whatever they wrote online about you. Copywriting messaging is huge in 2022. Put some thought into that. Put some time and energy behind it. And I also wrote down, remember, the best marketing solves a problem. The best marketing solves a problem. The best marketing solves a problem. Now, some people will say, well, Jeff, do you really introduce yourself in every single one of those videos? Yes. Why is that? Because I'm assuming that more people that don't know me are going to see it than do know me. And oh, by the way, if you notice, I introduce myself in everything I do, Realtor Jeff Glover, Realtor Jeff Glover, Realtor Jeff Glover. Now, of course, because of all the advertising we've done, it's that Realtor Jeff Glover guy. Hey, I go into restaurants. Hey, are you the Realtor Jeff Glover guy? Because I've used that over and over, brand consistency. Take advantage of what we have, which is the social media, which is free. I mean, again, it, it can be even in your, in your, when you're writing emails, follow the marketing messaging formula. It's very effective. That's number 10. Number 11, which I know that, by the way, I know 10's a big one. And, and by the way, aside from listings being the focus, you will notice when you come to our event in Orlando, a lot of our breakout sessions revolve around creating copy, you know, video, getting better at digital marketing. That's huge in 2022 and we cannot ignore it. Number 11, subscribe to all the referral sites in your market. Number 11 is subscribe to all the referral sites in your market. Referral sites. What do I mean by that? What I mean by referral sites is when you search, sell my home in Atlanta, sell my home in Duluth, sell my home in, um, name any city in the greater Atlanta area, there's going to be, as you saw, Google screen is gonna come up first, and then sponsored ads, and then organic content. 
Well, the people that are buying the sponsored ads today are institutions. It used to be brokers and companies because, and real estate agents because they could afford to do so. But now it's institutions like Home Light or Top Agents Ranked or Ideal Agent or Effective Agents. Tonight or this weekend, you're going to go home and click on every single one of those. Well, first of all, you're going to search Sell My Home in Alpharetta or Sell My Home in whatever community you serve. And then you're going to see who's buying all of those sponsored ads. And you're going to click on each and every one of them. And you're going to sign up because they're all free. They don't charge you money for leads. They only charge you when it closes, you know, a referral fee of 25, or 35, 25 to 30%. Oh, if I got to pay a referral fee, then forget it. Well, if I had someone moving from Detroit to Atlanta, would you pay me 25 or 30%? Of course you would. So who cares if you're paying them? They're beating us at our own game anyways, and they've got the money to do it. So place companies like Homelight are advertising on TV to get... Consumers, by the way, this goes back to what I said in the beginning, the loyalty from our database is diminishing, right? There used to be a rule, the 10% rule, that, you know, for those of you that have been around for a while, you might remember that, 10% of your database will transact business with you. That number is probably about 75 to 8% today. Why? Because it's so much easier for consumers to transact business elsewhere, or discount brokers or disruptors are, getting, are causing a wedge between us and our database. I mean, think about it. I know all of us in here, if you're in production, you've had something happen in the last year where a consumer says, I don't know, I just clicked around, and next thing you know, an agent was sitting at my table and I was signing a contract. That is an example of marketing and discounting and technology driving a wedge between us and our clients. Well, the referral sites are doing just that. So do we want to befriend them or do we want to be against them? I'm going to befriend them because I'll pay the referral fee if I don't have to spend money to advertise on TV. That's number 11. Number 12, update your seller Value proposition. Update your seller value proposition. Your value proposition. When is the last time you looked at the material that you sent out? Or when is the last time you updated a tool or something to sellers? We have a program called More Money, Less Problems Seller Program. I wanted so badly to call it Mo Money, Less Problems Program, but our marketing team would not let me do that. Okay, of all the things that we do, if they list with us, of course, what does this do? This helps us get the phone to ring. This help us get, helps us get co contracts signed. Well, Jeff, that's like a lot of money. You do all that stuff? Yes, but we charge them more. It's a higher, it's a higher commission rate if they want all that. Well, I don't want to have to pay a higher commission rate. Perfect. Then just hire us at the normal commission. But we're sitting at their kitchen table because of a value proposition that we offered to them. So when is the last time you took a look at your seller value proposition? When is the last time you updated it? I brought along with me, and I'll pass it around, and please make sure for those of you that end up with them in the back, and you can take pictures of these. This is what we take out on listing appointments. Um, just do me a favor, don't take them with you, because I need these for San Antonio tomorrow. So if you want to go ahead and start passing that around, and feel free to do the same, and it'll come by to you guys. When is the last time you updated your seller value proposition? Even the marketing material, what you present to clients. When is the last time you updated that? We update ours, by the way, every year. Every year it gets an update. Every year it gets a facelift. Because it's more and more competitive for sellers today. Number 13. Point number 13 of their 21 ways to take 21 listings this winter. Subscribe to a service. Subscribe to a service to track your... Subscribe to a service to track your seller business... Ratios and results. Subscribe to a service to track your seller business ratios and results. There's a couple of them out there. 
subscribe to a service to track your seller business ratios and results. The one we use is Sisu, S-I-S-U. We believe so much in it that agents that coach in Glover U in one of our programs, they get this for free. That's how much we believe in it. We use it in our business. I know that other coaching companies are also starting to adopt this as a cool tool. It's called Sisu, S-I-S-U. So you can plug in daily contacts, appointments set, appointments met, uh, how much you're spending on Zillow and how many results you got. It figures out all your ROIs. If you're going to be focusing on seller business, just like my very first coach had me figure out how many people do I have to meet, how many contracts do I have to get signed, nowadays there's systems that do this for you. This is the one we use. That's number 13. Number 14, create an online review campaign. Create an online review campaign. Create an online review, sorry. There we go, maybe. Try that, there we go. Create an online review campaign and utilize our five-star program. Two years ago at our Live Unreal Summit down in Orlando, we released our five-star program to audiences. I'll share it with you now. It's pretty simple. We ask our clients to review us. I know you won't be able to read this, so I'll just help you understand what this says. We ask our clients to review us online in exchange for a gift card to a restaurant of their choice. We ask them to review us on Zillow, Google, and Facebook. Why did we pick those three? Those are the three most popular consumers' sites where consumers are trusting online reviews. Zillow, Google, and Facebook. And I know people say, well, Jeff, you've talked about Zillow a few times. I mean, aren't they kind of the enemy? Listen, at the end of the day, first of all, I'm not endorsing that you buy leads from Zillow. But what I will say is this. So long as buyers and sellers are using Zillow as a tool, so long as buyers and sellers are going to Zillow regularly, you have to figure out a way to have a presence there. If it's the number one search site for real estate in America, why would you ignore that? Buyers and sellers are going there. So we send our consumers to review us on Zillow, Google, and Facebook in exchange for a gift card to a restaurant of their choice. And the gift card, we give them a $75 gift card. We've kind of beta tested this. We started at 25 and we went up to 50. We just got much better results the more we, we provided. And, you know, the restaurants are like, well, $75 to Starbucks or to Applebee's. Look at that. You can buy the whole restaurant dinner for that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Bahama Breeze, whatever. And we're asking them to share about their experience. And on the next slide, this is the, what we call the five steps to the five-star program. In that letter, which you saw but probably couldn't read, we're complimenting them. You're receiving this email because you're a rock star client. We're rewarding them for participating. That's the dinner gift certificate. We, they have to review us on three sites in order to get this gift card. If they only do it on two, they don't get paid. By the way, if you're wondering, is this legal? Oh, yeah, we've, we have vetted this with, with state attorneys. and I mean, you, you can't pay for referrals, but you can pay for reviews. Nobody said you can't pay for reviews. Four, make it easy. You've got to provide links, and we actually give them examples. Like, here's what consumers have said. Here's what other buyers and sellers have said. What's funny is every now and then we'll have a client copy and paste somebody else's review and just change their name. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then five, yes, examples of, of recent reviews. Implement the five-star review program. By the way, we have more positive reviews on Zillow than any other agent in the entire Midwest. Why? Because we implemented this program. You understand that online reviews, 
are becoming more and more important for a couple reasons. Think about this. In, I would say, five, seven years ago, when you went on a listing appointment, their way to kind of find out about you was just asking around. They'd ask the neighbors, you know, do you know this agent? What have you heard of this company? When you went on an appointment and you left the home, they'd ask the neighbors. Three to five years ago, let's say, three to four years ago, you leave an appointment, they go Google you or they look you up on Facebook. Today, before you even get there, they're checking out your online reviews. So if you're wondering, like, gosh, I'm not setting as many appointments as I used to, or people are canceling on me, or I went on that appointment and less people are signing with me, how do your online reviews look compared to your competitors? That's a big one. And by the way, there's no expiration date on online reviews. What do I mean by that? Well, if you had a closing seven years ago, you can revive that client and say, hey, I'm doing a campaign to get my online reviews out there. Would you mind writing an online review? And in exchange for that, I'm going to send you 25 bucks to Starbucks or whatever. There's nothing that says you can't go back far on that. All right, that's number 14. That's a big one. Number 15, utilize a text video campaign. Utilize a text video campaign to expireds and for sale by owners text video campaign, like text messaging video campaign to expireds and for sale by owners customized to them. Customized to them. A text video campaign. I'm going to do another giveaway real quick. We got a couple more coming up as well. I'll explain this point in just a second, but I want to do a quick giveaway. Who has, and this is the planner, in this room, who believes that they've been in the business the longest? Who's been licensed the longest in this room? And you're going to get, by the way, I don't know if you guys, some people are wondering, like, where do we get one of those? Just go to gloveryou.com forward slash shop if you want to know what this is. It's built by real estate agents for real estate agents. Sound familiar? Uh, this is, every year it gets an update and it gets improved. It's used by agents all over North America. I want to know who believes they've been in the business the longest. Okay, we got a couple, three. How many years, ma'am? I can't do the math, but March of 88. March <laughs> of 88. <laughs> March of, <laughs> I like that. March of 88. Too long. Can either of you beat that? No. July 1990. So she's got oh, July of 90. So close. All right, what were you? 20 years. All right, good. So I think 88 wins then. What's your first name? Tracy. Is that really a prize? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear it for Tracy. All right, nice job. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let me finish my thoughts on this point. A text video campaign. Here's what I mean. Every day, instead of, you know, just calling expires or calling for sale by owners, which I know many of you do, every day I want you to take out your cell phone and put it on video selfie mode. And you're going to identify two or three expires and two or three for sale by owners. And you're going to hold the camera out. You're going to zoom out, right? You don't want it smashing your face. I do that all the time. I always forget to zoom out. Hold the camera out there. Hit record and say, hey, this is realtor Jeff Glover. I just noticed that your home came off the market. And I was wondering if you're still accepting offers on this property. If you are, give me a call at 248-982-5569. Thanks so much. Click send. It has to be personalized in order to get good results. How do I personalize it? I'm going to use their street name or I'm going to use their name. I prefer street name because I don't ever want to butcher their name because I won't get a call back. So I'm going to use their street name. I'm going to send two or three of those to for sale by owners. I'm going to send two or three of those to expires every single day. You will get responses. Notice the script. 
I was wondering if you're still accepting offers on this property. Well, what's the for sale by owner script? Jeff, here it is. Hi, this is Realtor Jeff Glover. I noticed that your home was for sale by owner, and I was wondering, are you still accepting offers on that property? If you are, give me a call today at 248-982-5569. Thanks. Bye. Send. Same script. If they're accepting offers, they're going to get a response. Notice I didn't say list, if you're wondering if you're interviewing agents for the job or list your home for sale. People don't want to list their home for sale. People want to move to their next destination. Stop using language that says, when are you going to put your home on the market? Or are you interested in putting your home on the market? When do you want to list your home for sale? All of that sounds like nasty to sellers. Oh, put our home on the market. Really? I don't want to do that. How soon are you looking to get to Boise, Idaho? Talk about where they're going, not the process of listing in your scripts. <clears throat> That's number 15. Number 16. Number 16. Never a crowd favorite, but it'll work very well in this market, I can tell you that. And you have some examples in this market of people who have done this. Number 16, expand the size of your territory by at least 60 to 90 minutes. Expand the size of your territory by at least 60 to 90 minutes. I have to save that one towards the end, otherwise I would have lost you guys on the break. <laughs> that means then... If right now your rule of thumb, because I know a lot of agents are rule of thumb, I, I like working a little 30, 45 minute radius, I'm kind of comfortable with that, and that's cool if you are. My recommendation is if you figure out a way to generate leads and take listings in a 30 to 45 minute radius, you can go take listings in a 90 minute radius. It's standard on our team in Detroit. If you're part of our team, you're driving up to 90 minutes. 90 minutes, why? Well, watch this, all right? Um, Name a town that's an hour and a half away from here. Just pick one, anyone. Macon. Macon? Macon, all right. Macon, Georgia. 90 minutes away or so, give or take, good. Same MLS or different MLS? Different, different same. Either, it doesn't matter whether it is or not, but anyways. If I told you that I had a six or $7,000 commission check sitting at the front desk at a real estate office in Macon, Georgia, it's got your name on it, it's written for six grand, <laughs> It expires at 5 p.m. today. <laughs> Would you figure out a way to go get that check and cash it? Yes. So why wouldn't we go to Macon to go take a listing? Well, but then I'm going to have to drive there for the buyers that want to see it. Refer them out. Well, but then I'm going to have to go back and forth with this. Listen, when we, we take listings up to four hours away, northern Michigan along all the waters, you know, those are million-dollar homes. We'll drive four hours for a million-dollar listing. And, oh, by the way, we'll, we'll join the Board of Realtors if we have enough business there. We'll, we'll find a local photographer. We'll even FedEx a step-in-the-ground sign, and we'll ask the, the photographer, hey, there's going to be a step-in sign leaning on their garage from FedEx with a lockbox attached to it. Would you mind putting that in the ground and putting it on the door? Sure, no problem, because we found a local photographer in that market. So all I'm saying is you should consider taking what you're doing, if it's working here, and putting it elsewhere. And I'm not saying you have to put it in another state or even seven counties over. All I'm saying is if you're working a good 30, 45 minute radius, consider stretching that a little bit. You'll find yourself finding more opportunities, increasing your business, which will then cause you to maybe have more agent to agent referrals because you're working in an area that you don't want to drive to all the time to show buyers homes. So you find a referring agent in that market. And I hear all the time from agents, well, yeah, but I don't really know that market. I don't know Macon, Georgia. Well, you didn't know Duluth when you started selling, right? You didn't know Alpharetta or wherever else you live when you started selling. So what's the difference? You're going to have to learn it at some point. Number 16. Well, that was 16. Number 17. Number 17. Get new 
get new role play, get new role play and accountability partners, get new role play and accountability partners by the end of the first quarter. Get new role play and accountability partners by the end of the first quarter. Role play and accountability partners. <clears throat> I know it's 2022 and you're thinking, well, come on, Jeff, do we really still need a role play? I mean, who does that anymore? Yes. I tell you what, if you were to go up to Michigan right now and ask all of our competitors, all right, Jeff Seam, I understand, has been number one in the state of Michigan for eight years. How have they been beating everyone in the state of Michigan for the last eight years? The number one thing that they'll tell you, he makes them all script practice and role play and learn their scripts. He makes all of his agents become salespeople. He teaches all of his agents how to sell. And that's the difference because at the end of the day, for the foreseeable future, we're still going to have a listing present and a buyer consultation, right? Say yes. So therefore, if we're going out and meeting with buyers and sellers regularly, they're making a decision to hire us based on how we make them feel. How do we make someone feel a certain way based on what we say? So is what you're saying causing people to feel good about signing an agreement with you? And if the answer is, I don't know, or not as many as I'd like to, then you have to take number 17 seriously. Well, where do I find role play partners? You go to events. Come to Orlando, I promise you, meet people in Orlando, say, hey, I'm looking for a role-playing partner, would you be up for it? Yeah, sure, I'd love to. I made it a point when I went to real estate conferences to actually find people in other markets, with other dialects, with other nationalities, with other backgrounds, right? Ken, you remember, we used to go to events all the time back in the day, and we would find people that, I would find people purposely that were not like me. Why? Because I wanted to develop my versatility, and I wanted to get better at speaking and asking questions so that I could increase my conversion. I had a role play partner every single day of the week, Monday through Friday. Number 18. I wrote down, promote buyer success stories. Promote buyer success stories on social media just like seller success stories. Promote buyer success stories on social media just like seller success stories. Buyer success stories on social media. And I want you to write down underneath that time. And underneath that, write money. And underneath that, write multiple offers. Time, money, multiple offers. Promote your buyer success stories. Now, Jeff, this is 21 ways to take 21 listings. You're going to get listings from this point. Watch. Remember, I mentioned earlier, the best marketing solves a problem. The best marketing solves a problem. Everyone is shouting from the rooftops about their success with sellers, sold in 87, you know, uh, 87 seconds, 187% of the asking price, whatever. All this stuff is out there. Consumers are not responding to that. Why? Because that's not a problem. They know listings are selling fast. They know listings are getting multiple offers. They know things are going quickly. So when you're bragging or touting that that's happening, it's not registering. Cool, another listing sold fast or another agent having success in this market. But when you're promoting the success that you're having with buyers because you're able to help a buyer secure a home in under 30 days, meet the Johnsons. We're able to help them secure a home in under 30 days. Everyone join me in congratulating them and everyone comments, oh, congratulations, guys. Meet the Johnsons. They beat out seven other offers for this home. 
Meet the Johnsons. We were able to save them $10,000 on this sale. Okay, I think I have an example of what one of those could look like. Now, this was an example from the beginning of the year before I was telling audiences to stop using Canva. But if you can see it, saved my buyer $10,000. But you know what's actually more important about this image or about this post is the copy. Watch, inflation. It's a fear many buyers have right now. The question is, if I buy now, am I purchasing a home at the height of the market? If I buy now, am I going to pay $10,000, $20,000 above the true value of a home? What is that? That's a hook. That's what causes people to continue reading. That's an example of that marketing message used in just Facebook post copy. So from now on, I want you to promote when you have buyer success stories on social media, when you save them time in under 30 days is, is something worth promoting, meaning you're able to help them secure a home in under 30 days. Money, anytime you can save them money. Well, it's so hard to save money right now because multiple offers. That's not true. You get money off for a home inspection, you get money off for an appraisal, you save them money. Or offers beat. If I beat, them, if I beat out seven other bids, I want to promote that. That's number 18. We're in the home stretch. I promised we'd be out of here by 1210. We started a few minutes late, so we'll end right at 1210. Number 19. Number 19. I want you to go back through, go back through the last 24 months, the last 24 months of appointments set and not gone on. Point number 19 out of 21. Go back through the last 24 months of appointments set and not gone on gone on and not signed. So one, one of them is set and not gone on. For whatever reason, they canceled on you, whatever, they found somebody else. Appointments set and not gone on is number one. Number two is gone on and not signed. You went on the appointment, you showed homes, they didn't write an offer with you. You went on a listing appointment, they didn't sign with you. How about signed and not accepted? That's number three. You wrote an offer for a buyer, didn't get accepted. You wrote another, didn't get accepted. They got frustrated, they put their plans on hold. Signed and not accepted, and accepted and never closed. Accepted and never closed. Meaning, you got a deal accepted, but they backed out. They changed their mind. The home inspection appraisal, we couldn't come to terms. Go back through the last 24 months in those categories and use this very simple script. Hi, this is Realtor Jeff Glover. You may remember about 18 months ago, we wrote a few offers. I was wondering, are you familiar with the changes that we're experiencing in the market today? And I was wondering, are you familiar with the changes that we're experiencing in the market today? Every time we have a call night or a prospecting day in our office, I'm asking our staff to bring me those lists. I always find a listing or a deal in that. And some people say, well, yeah, but if they wrote an offer and they went elsewhere, they probably, they probably don't want to hear from me. Not true. People have short memories and their motivations change. That's why these calls are effective because people have short memories and their motivations change. They forget what took place, only we remember. And at the time they weren't motivated, they're now motiv more motivated now or less motivated now. People have short memories and their motivations change, which is why I do those. Number 20, we're in the home stretch, number 20. 21 ways to take 21 listings, get listing referrals from current clients. Get listing referrals from current clients. Dot, dot, dot. Keep in mind, get listing referrals from current clients, dot, dot, dot. Keep in mind the honeymoon phase. Keep in mind the honeymoon phase. 
Get listing referrals from current clients and keep in mind the honeymoon phase. First of all, let me give you the simple script. Hi, this is your realtor, Jeff Glover. Just want to let you know the listing is on the market. I sent you an email with all the links. The sign should be up any day now, and I know we've already got a few requests for showings. And by the way, we're always looking to pair buyers with our sellers and sellers with our buyers. So I was wondering, who else do you know that's looking to get in on this great market? That's the script. We're always looking to pair buyers with our sellers and sellers with our buyers. So I was wondering, who else do you know that's looking to get in on this great market? We're always looking to pair buyers with our sellers, sellers with our buyers. Who else do you know that's looking to get in on this great market? Who else do you know that's looking to get in on this great market? Now, what do I mean by honeymoon phase? You have a small window of time with buyers and sellers to get referrals from them. Here's the time frame. Seven days after you take a listing, seven days after it goes pending, and seven days after it closes. Seven days after I take a listing, seven days after it goes pending, seven days after it closes. Well, why seven days after I take a listing? Well, think about this for a moment. We haven't, first of all, we haven't had a chance to screw it up yet, <laughs> right? I'll never forget. Maybe two and a half, three years ago now, I got a call from a buyer's agent or co-op agent showing one of my listings. Jeff, you're not going to believe this. Um, my buyer's nine-year-old son left the screen door open and the cat is out in the backyard running around. Yep, true story. And we're going to do everything we can to get the cat back inside, but I don't think we should alert the seller yet. Okay, well, let's do this. Let me know how that goes. Call me after the house is secure, and we'll decide what path we're going to take. Good, yes, I don't want to alert the seller. I don't want them to freak out. It's a fencing yard, so I think we're going to be okay here. Okay, good. 45 minutes later, I get a call back from the co-op agent. Jeff, good news. We got the cat back in the house. Everything is fine. The house is secure. Everything's locked up. Okay, great. 15 minutes after that, I get a call from the seller, thinking they want their feedback, right? You know, the showing ended two minutes ago, of course, I have feedback for you. <laughs> hey, 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 Jeff, we just had a showing at our house. Oh, I know, I, I just followed up with the agent for, for feedback, and, and I should have some feedback here shortly for you guys. No, 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 that's not why we're calling. Okay, we're calling because there's a cat in our ho home, and we don't own a cat. <laughs> this was a stray cat that was roaming around their backyard that they thought they let out. Seven days after taking a listing, their confidence in us starts to go down. So we have to get the referral early on. On the buy side, it's seven days after the buyer consultation, of course, because we probably haven't written an offer yet. Seven days after pending and seven days after close. So if you're wondering how do you use that method with buyers, seven days after the buyer consult, seven days after their offer is pended, and seven days after close. It's point number 20. And finally, point number 21. Point number 21. Identify 21 ways to take 21 listings this winter. Identify which events, identify which events I will be attending. Identify which events I will be attending in the first quarter of 2022, identify which events I will be attending in the first quarter of 2022 to improve my 
identify which events I'll be attending in the first quarter of 2022 to improve my skills, connections, and agent relationships. Identify which events I will be attending in the first quarter of 2022 to improve my skills, my connections, and my agent relationships. I happen to know of one. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do now is two things. Number one, I know we've got some more giveaways coming in, so if Taylor and Miranda, you can come up here and let me know what kind of giveaways we got. What I want everyone in the room to do now, and trust me when I tell you, I'll have you out of here in five minutes. I want you to go back to the first page of where you started taking notes. Okay, so just give me about five more minutes for this process. A lot of times, the questions and dialogue that takes place in the next five minutes is even more valuable than the last 15. And I want you to go back and look at anything that you circled or starred, or that you underlined, that you had an additional question on. And I'm going to give you five or seven minutes of my time. And of course, if you have deeper questions, I'll stick around for 15 minutes or so afterwards and answer any questions that you have. Also during this time, Taylor and Miranda will be coming around and collecting the registrations. So whether you have a question or not, again, tear that back page out, fill it out, fold it in half, and turn it into them. Or if you're on the live stream, use that QR code or just go to gloveru.com forward slash summit. They'll put that QR code probably back up on the screen for you. That price is only good for today. And for those that are in the room, that price expires in about seven minutes. So just make sure you get your forms filled out. They'll come around and collect those. Just fold them up and hold them up, or fold them in half and hold them up. They'll grab them. Okay. And I know we're going to do a, a giveaway or two coming up in a minute also. And then we'll be out of here. <clears throat> Questions on anything we covered today or anything you want me to dig a little deeper on? Please. So what if you want to invite someone? And I'll repeat the question so everyone can hear. So what if you want to invite someone that's not here? Do they still have to pay the higher price? If you want to invite someone that's not here, here, do they have to pay the higher price? Absolutely not. So long as you turn your form in today and you let us know, which we'll know, we'll have record of this, anyone that you want added to that, so long as you're with them or paying with them, they'll get that price. But you have to at least turn yours in today since you were here today. Because after today, it's not fair. Here's what ends up happening. You know, we'll get a call at our office at four or five o'clock tonight. Hey, I was at that half day session this morning. Can I still get that price? The answer is no because it wouldn't be fair to everyone else that made the decision to sign up here. But because you sign up today, yes, anyone that's linked to your registration will honor that for them. That's a very good question, thank you. All right, any questions on anything that we covered? And remember, you got 14 days to decide on that too. You know, so once you do turn it in, you let us know within 14 days, no questions asked if you can't make it. Please. So I'm 15. Oh, yep. Said, um, I'll repeat it so everyone can hear it. A video text message. So the video text messages, I'm pulling up their numbers because I'm using a service like Red X or Vulcan 7 or one of those. I've got their cell phone number. I'm doing the video and I'm sending it to them. That's it. Sometimes they respond. Most times they don't. But I don't care about the people that don't respond. I only care about the people that do respond. So it's just a video message, and then that's it. Now, I will still call them and email them as well, because I have their email address. But you're asking them if they're still taking offers. If they're still accepting offers on their property, that's right. If they say yes, they already have a buyer. You're trying to get the listing. If they say yes, uh, and, and I have a, am I saying I have a buyer? No. I'm saying 
that's awesome to hear. Are you familiar with the techniques that we're using to sell homes today? Now, I'm trying to get them on the phone. So a lot of times what will happen is they'll respond with, got your message, yes, we are. Great, calling you now. Great, calling you now. And I call them and they answer. And now we get into dialogue. And now I'm using the expired script or the for sale by owner script. Yep, good question. Thank you. Miss, you had a question? We'll come over to the back. The Facebook, uh, the neighborhood Facebook group. Group. Yep. So if there's one that already exists, do you get into that or do you create your own? The neighborhood, great question. I'm glad you asked. Thank you for that. I forgot to mention it. That's why I said that's a great question. What happens if one already exists? You're going to create a niche Facebook group. So you're going to create a Walnut Creek Estates Dads group. Walnut Creek Estates Moms group. Walnut Creek Estates Golfers Group, Walnut Creek Estates Hunters Group, Walnut Creek Estates Boaters Group, whatever is popular in that neighborhood or the, the, the age range or whatever the activities are around that neighborhood, you're going to create a niche group if one already exists. Great question. All right, we'll do one or two more, and then we'll do the drawing. And it looks like a lot of you guys are planning on joining us in Orlando, so that's cool. And we've got a few over here, Miranda. And Taylor is buzzing around somewhere probably. Yep, just fold them in half and hold them up high. Question we had, please, in the back. So on number nine, when you um, discuss about the hybrid farming. The hybrid farming, yes. When we're specifically talking about a neighborhood, suppose that subdivision, right? So I farm to two different subdivisions. Suppose that subdivision does not have any sales within that, that month, right? Yep. We're making these phone calls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. So I would like to do that, or I already do that, and sometimes there are no sales in that neighborhood. By the way, I didn't mention this, but that's also one of the reasons why I pick the cookie-cutter price range. Because if your average price range is 300000 and I go 200 to 400 almost always, there's going to be a sale every single month in that price range. My recommendation is a radius of about 250 properties. 250 properties, you could almost guarantee in an average price point. Now, if you were to say 250 on luxury, not always the case. But 250 on an average price point, you're almost guaranteed to have a new listing, a pending, or sale, or something to talk about. All right, great question. These are really good questions, guys. Thank you. All right, we got time for one or two more, and then uh, if we've got a drawing, if I can have one of you guys come up so we can do that, please. Okay. So. And I'll repeat the question so you guys can hear in the back. Um, thank you for the uh, Facebook group. Sure. Suggestion. Yes. I, have a idea. I love it. Is, how do you? Uh, promote or find or the people in your actual subdivision. How do you get them in there? No, no. Like, how do you online grab them? Yeah. How, yes. Great question. So, how? Yeah, basically, how do you get? If you're going to do a neighborhood group, how do you get them in? Well, you have to use traditional methods to get them in. So, you're going to use a call list from. You're going to use Cole Realty Resource. That's who we use. C O L E. Okay. They provide neighborhood data. They're always at our events in the back of the room. So, if you're coming to Orlando, you'll see them there. They provide neighborhood data. Also, Land Voice is another company that provides neighborhood data for cheap. I mean, like 20, 30 bucks a month. We're calling them, we're texting them, we're emailing them, we're sending postcards, we're, sending, we're doing everything we can to get them to join that group. Same thing with our clients. Every single letter that we send out to a client, when I say we follow the third, the third, the third, third rule, at the bottom it says, get in our very important Facebook group to be eligible for weekly giveaways or get in our neighborhood or getting our, our Facebook group to be eligible for our, our upcoming Detroit Tigers opening day party. 
So every, we're using traditional media, mediums to make people aware of the group, and it's spreading by word of mouth. I mean, I'll, for, I'll tell you, for instance, um, Taylor, you have a neighborhood Facebook group, and there's two, 300 people in there. Aside from the postcard mailing, because by the way, that was actually her neighborhood that we had on the screen here. Aside from the postcard mailing, how are people hearing of the group? How are people getting in? Word of mouth. Mouth. Yep. Awesome. So you put it in the newsletter, say, hey, join the neighborhood Facebook group for A, B, C, D. So you're going to use some of the traditional methods to get them into the group, right? Good question. All right, we got time for one more. And then do we have a drawing? We have a giveaway? All right, sweet. Let's see who's going home with a Live Unreal Health Kit. All right, Tom Van. Where are you at, Tom? Let's hear for Tom. Where are you at? All right, nice job. Let's hear for Tom. Okay. All right, last question. And anyone, this is your final chance to lock in that price. If you're going to do that, hold those up real high and they'll come around and grab the last few. If you're still kind of on the fence and have a few questions, we'll stick around for a few minutes and grab them from you. Um, Taylor, there's one over there, one over there as well. Last question of the day. Who wants it? And then one at the back left, I'll come grab that. Going once. Going twice. No more questions today. Taylor, if you want to grab that from her. And then here's the deal. It looks, oh, please, there we go. Thank you. Just off the cuff question. That's all right. I'll repeat it so everyone can hear it, and then we're out of here. In terms of lead generation. In terms of lead generation. You know, you've talked about your, how many, how many contacts you have to make and so on. Yep. Um, what, what happens when you feel like you're running out of contacts? Yeah. If you're doing 10 a day or whatever, yeah. after three days. Yep. What happens when you're running out of contact? You know, if, you're, if your goal is 10 contacts a day and so forth. Well, you have to add another source. Right, so for instance, I get it. expireds are, are less today. Now they're starting to pick up again. This is expired season. So you're gonna start to see more expireds, especially around the 31st and the first of the year and, and the second of the year. You guys know about Clueless Realtor Day, don't you? Oh yeah, Clueless Realtor Day? Oh, it's the best. December 31st, in your market, you'll have at least a couple hundred expireds. So January 1st, you'll have over 1,000, I'm sure, because in Detroit, we have close to 1,000. Clueless Realtor Day is all the realtors that aren't aware that there's 31 days in December. They put the expiration date of a listing as 12:30, and they all expire on the 31st. So what I what I've done every year is I clear my schedule from 9 to 3 on December 31st because of course it's New Year's Eve. So you know I, I like to be done a little early, but I clear my schedule from 9 to 3. And what do I do? I go in and call on all of the expires from on 12:31 because it's Clueless Realtor Day. All the expires of all the realtors that put the expiration date of 12:30. Point I'm trying to make is, is if you don't have enough to do that every single day, you're going to have to add in other sources, right? So you're going to have to add in database or add in for sale by owner or, or, or add in just listed calls or just sold calls, right? So that way you never run out. Okay. Okay, cool. Three more being filled out. Well, we won't wait for everyone. So if you're filling it out, if you're still in the room and, and just hang out with us, that's fine. Everyone else... It was a pleasure being here with you guys. I look forward to seeing you guys down in Orlando or somewhere in the Facebook group or wherever. Thank you for your time, Atlanta. Great seeing with you. Great job. Thanks for being on the live stream also, all right? Thank you, guys. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover You podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, 
please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.